the words we started our service with this morning in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21, in verse, verse 9. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed him shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! If we cast our minds back the 2,000 years to the very first um, Palm Sunday, I wonder what people were feeling. I wonder what their hopes were. Hope They were good hopes, but, well, they may have been perhaps a few evil hopes on the part of some people. We'll come back to that in a moment or two. It may be helpful if we just think of some of the countless stories in the Bible of people's hopes. I don't know how many stories there are in the Bible about hopes, but there must be hundreds of thousands probably. But just to look at one or two, if you turn to Matthew chapter 20, you'll remember the workers in the vineyard, or more likely those who were in the town square in September, um, early morning, the Jewish day started at 9am, and they'd arrive, I guess, half past five, quarter to six, oh, uh, we desperately want work, we, we just hope the master of the vineyard will choose me, uh, you know, I'm okay, I'm strong, I can, and I've got a good mind, I, I do a good day's work, please. I hope you'll choose me. And as we know, yes, some were chosen to start at six, do a 12-hour shift, some nine, some 12, and so on. A whole lot more about that, but that's for another time. They were hoping they would be called to work for the Lord. Go to five chapters further on to Matthew 25, and you remember no doubt the story of um, the ten girls and the lamp. In those days, it was the bridegroom's father who would um, arrange all the wedding um, details, and uh, he would announce that, uh, oh, my son's getting married in a couple of weeks' time. And they would expect then, or he would expect rather, um, that uh, yes, the bridal party would be ready. And as we know from the story in Matthew 25, um, yes, there were the ten girls, and apparently five were foolish. Five hadn't got any oil for their lamps, and five had. Interesting, because um, apparently the, very often the bridegroom would turn up in the night, and I'm sure those without the oil were thinking and hoping, oh, I just trust the bridegroom's going to turn up in the daylight. We, we don't want to have to, we haven't got any oil. We stupidly forgot. But as we know, yes, the bridegroom did turn up at midnight. And I think that whereas they were hoping perhaps that um, he wouldn't turn up in, uh, uh, in darkness, he did, that then perhaps they would hope, come on, you've got some oil, please let us have some of yours. Oh no, go down to B&Q, get your own. You know, you've, you've wasted time, you haven't bothered, that's your lookout, tough. I don't know how you feel, but I've often thought with that um, parable, but odd, I would have thought possibly those without the oil would have gone to those with oil and said, oh yeah, please let me have some. And those with the oil said, of course, you know, we'll share, yes, have some of ours. But no, 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 go and get your own. You've frittered away the time, you haven't bothered to prepare, that's your lookout. We understand, go back to Matthew 25, you'll find it says, the kingdom of heaven will be like this, so crumbs, you know, I better watch out, isn't I? I better prepare. They are strong words. 
And then if you perhaps look at the third example of hopes, if you come to Paul, dear old Paul, I mean, he had many hopes throughout his um, life and his journey, his Christian journey. But the one just to mention very briefly, remember after his first journey, he went through Galatia, and um, he, he thinks, I reckon he thought he'd done pretty well. There were a number of um, Gentile con- converts, and everything, when he went back to Antioch, everything was all tickety-boo. Until a few of the strict Jews came along and said, oh, look, wait, wait a minute, the, the, these aren't Jews, they, they can't follow Jesus. No, 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 they've got to be circumcised, they've got to um, understand the laws and follow the laws of Moses. Oh no, said Paul, no, no. And an argument ensued. So they went down to, to Jerusalem to try and start, get a ruling on this. And you remember how um, the... Uh, council at Jerusalem, they did decide by considering this chap Cornelius. Do you recall Cornelius? He was a soldier, a Gentile. It was very obvious that, yes, the, um, that God had looked favourably upon the call of, of Cornelius. And so the, the chairman um, of the meeting said, yes, you know, this is what God, I'm sure what God would have decided, so, okay, let's, um, let's make that the decision. I wonder, friends, when you and I are at meetings, dare I say church meetings or any other meetings for that matter, do we ask ourselves where it's appropriate sometimes? Ah, oh, well, if Jesus was sitting here, how would he vote? What would he say? And that can often be quite, um, quite enlightening. Or what, what about um, other situations? You remember, of course, the prodigal son. Remember how he um, went off with his share of his father's money, came back desperately hoping, I'm sure, that, yes, father will forgive me, won't he? And as we know, father, of course, did forgive him. He was desperately hoping that something good would come out of the fact he really had misbehaved and done, done the wrong thing, but would Father forgive him? Again, with that one, I often wonder, with the, the elder son, remember the elder son in Rembrandt's picture, The Return of the Prodigal Son? The elder son was standing there in a, a red robe, similar to the um, father figure, and, uh, oh, of course, um, my father won't forgive the younger son. Oh, no, 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 can't. I wonder whether the father forgave the elder son for having that, if you like, evil thought. Then just finally, because one could go on and on with different examples of um, people's hoping, but then just mention one more, if I may. What about Jonah? Now, it's very arguable whether the Jonah story did actually happen or not. Um, If you speak to various people, even ministers, some agree it did happen. Why are you doubting it? And others say, don't be silly, it's a lovely story, but... Let me assume for the minute it did happen. Do you remember Jonah? He was told by the Lord, you must go to Nineveh. You must tell them they're going all wrong in their ways and they must repent and do better. Oh, I'm not going to do that, said Jonah. No, no, no. Um, they're the capital of the Assyrian Empire. Um, no, I want them to be smashed up by God. No, I'm not going there, thank you very much. And you remember the story how he went down to Joppa, the port, got on a boat going to Tarshish, quite the opposite direction. But God intervened. And I think that's a very important point in this story. God intervened because he felt this wasn't right. He wasn't, his plan wasn't coming to fruition. 
And remember how um, God arranged for this um, enormous storm and the uh, Jonah goes uh, thrown overboard eventually. Um, and um, when he goes into this uh, whale, we think it is, well, it's never mentioned which sort of um, fish it is, but he eventually agrees and tells God, yeah, okay, yes, I'm sorry, God, I, I will do what, um, uh, what you say. And so he goes back to, onto land and goes the 500 miles or whatever to Nineveh and they, um, they do appear to start repenting. Meanwhile, Jonah is saying, look, look come on, I, I don't want God to, sort, to uh, let them off. I want God to smash them up. What an evil hope that is, isn't it? And God had to intervene once again. As I say, one could go on and on with the various stories of some good hopes, some bad hopes. But let's just return now to um, Palm Sunday. Let's, let's go and look at, for a moment at the various people there are there. I think there are three groups essentially, aren't there? There is the um, group of, um, if you like, the crowd. We tried to simulate the crowd earlier, and whether we succeeded or not, I'm not sure. We didn't shout very much, but there we go. Um, I think the crowd were all very excited. They were concerned, perhaps. They saw, and it's very debatable, uh, what they did actually see and what they did actually think, what they did actually hope for. I don't think probably many of them had come and heard that, yes, Jesus was going to die. They didn't realise that this was going to happen at the end of the week and he would be resurrected. Some might have done, but I'm not convinced. Do disagree with me over coffee afterwards, and I love to have a friendly argument. But I don't think, probably, they all, the crowd, thought this is going to happen, there's going to be a resurrection. Gosh, isn't that marvellous? They were uncertain what the future would hold. But they were excited, and I think they saw when they said, Son of David, Hosanna, what they were really saying, I think probably, was, Ah, well, he's a good, going to be a good earthly king. We want him to save us. He's going to do miracles, going to make us better, and all sorts of good things. That's smashing. The idea of a heavenly king perhaps hadn't occurred to them. And so, after all, they were then um, not sure of the future. They were uncertain what was going to happen. They hoped everything would turn out well. They hoped he would be a good earthly king. And then you've got the disciples. And if you remember, Alison's first um, extract from Matthew, uh, from Matthew 20 was that Jesus reminded them yet again he was going to die. At the end of the week, this is what was going to happen. Oh, no, 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 he's making it up. I don't think that can be right. We're not sure. I think they were very uncertain. They just hoped everything would be resolved. They hoped it would all work out all right. But they were very uncertain. Don't know. I wasn't going to mention the, the B word, the Brexit word, but I mean, a bit like us at the moment. I mean, we're unsure. How's all that going to end? And I think in a way... That's how the disciples felt at that time. They just were so unsure. Was he going to die? Was he going to save himself? What are the implications? When he's gone, who's going to help us? It's very interesting. If you read the account um, of the um, triumphal entry into Jerusalem in the four Gospels, you get four very different versions. 
But in the John's version, do read it later, it's quite interesting, but very different from all the other three. But it describes in great detail um, what John felt that certain people, including the disciples, how they were reacting, what the implications were. It's worth, um, worth a good read. And then, of course, there's the authorities. The authorities, as we know, they wanted to kill Jesus. They had very evil thoughts, a bit like Jonah. They, they were really concerned. Here was this person. What excuse can we find in order to crucify him uh, and get rid of him? We just don't want him around. And there were all these uncertainties. It's significant, isn't it, the fact that they didn't know how the week was going to end, whereas we do. And therefore our thoughts, our hopes, if you like, are quite different. Bishop um, Cardinal, rather, Basil Hume, a few days ago, made the statement that the great gift of Easter is it gives us hope. It gives us hope, doesn't it? Isn't it very um, exciting, the fact that we know, we can count on Jesus being here, Jesus supporting us, um, count on God being a God of love. We can count on that with certainty. That's an enormous message, isn't it? That's a super, a super joyful message which we can, we can go out with. And I, th- I think he's summed up, if you like, the real situation that we have, because we know the end of the story, we know what happened at the end of the week, where uh, others cannot. And so we ask God that for, for all of us, as we think about the week, we think about Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and of course next Sunday, Easter Day, we think what happened and think of the implications, think of how it will affect our lives, that we might have a really joyful, truly um, inspirational Easter. Um, We've heard the story so many times, but maybe this year, perhaps it could be slightly different. Amen.